Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, episode number 12, with Ash Sabuka, Finding Your Inner Gold. This one is near and dear to my heart. You guys, Ash is a transformational coach, and she's actually my coach. And if this is the first time you're joining this podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. It means the world to me that you're here. I am a meditation guide, and I help you connect to your own inner guidance, that own, your own inner knowing through meditation and through this podcast, Inner Guidance Daily. I am honored to have her on the show. She has helped thousands of women around the globe trust their intuition and turn their passions into thriving, purpose-driven careers that make a positive impact in the world. Truly, her mission is to empower others to become who they were born to be. We talk about all of this and so much more. We talk about shame. We talk about perfectionism. We talk about gaining wisdom from your lows in your life and from also the highs. We talk about the things that women are conditioned to think and how to break free. We also talk about and kind of geek out a little bit on the subconscious mind and tools you can use to reprogram the subconscious mind. This episode is going to be so enlightening for you to really be able to see and find the inner gold that lies within you. I cannot wait for you to hear this show and let me know what you think. You can connect with me on Instagram at innerrebel.co, and you can always shoot me an email. You know how to find me, lauren at innerrebel.co. I will talk to you soon and enjoy the show. To Inner Guidance Daily, I am joined by one of my most special people in my life, my coach. I'll call you my coach. My coach, um, Ash Sobuka. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. So some background for everybody. Ash is the single person. I will always credit you for this and you will be with me till like the day I die basically because of this. I, you are the person who put me in the ring. Hmm. You said, all right, girl, not in so many words, but basically you said, all right, girl, it's time. Get out there. Get your little booty out there. So I am so, so happy that you're here because really Inner Rebel Co. would not exist without your coaching. This podcast would not exist without your coaching. Um, And me diving into a path of meditation guide and being a teacher would not be possible without you. So thank you. Thank you. you. You've already made me cry and we just started. Well, I really mean it, truly, honestly. And so for um, people to become more aware of Ash, Ash is a, a life coach. Um, I know you have some other fancy lifestyle coach, right? Here's the deal, you guys. I don't like titles. So okay. yes, I guess I'm a coach um, for people who like titles to understand things. But I, I have a hard time labeling what I do. But what I've landed at recently, the, the newest rendition is transformation coach. Transformation, transformation. Why can't I say that word? Transformation coach. Yeah. I mean, either way, it doesn't matter. And I, I appreciate you even saying that because really there's not like a word. It's not like a, a career you're going to learn in college. You know, no, you're not going to like be a little girl and be like, I'm going to be a life coach. Yeah. Um, but it truly is transforma- trans- transformative 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 Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> transformative it really is um so 
Ash has this course uh, called Passionately Free. So I wanted to ask you, what does it mean to be passionately free? Mm, good question. Uh, there's two, there's a two part answer to that. So for me, it's being unabashedly myself and living life on my terms. And the second part to that is it like essentially under that umbrella, maybe that's a better way of saying it is, is having a business where I'm expressing my gifts in the way that feels like the truest expression of myself while making a positive difference and, uh, helping others and living the lifestyle that I know I want to live. Right. So, you know, I guess that's all under truest expression of me, but that, that term came to me in a undoubtedly universe alignment, God alignment moment where I had created the course. And I was like, it was a collection of what I'd been studying for 20 plus years, what I've been coaching on for five years. And I was like, what is this thing and what's it meant to be called? Cause I was so hung up on the name. And then all I thought about how I felt when I was embodying all these teachings and really living them. And all of a sudden it just came through me. It was like passionately free. And every time I hear that, I get goosebumps because I can remember that moment so vividly walking up this bridge with the sun shining down. And it was like, they weren't my words. Something came through me and told me that that's what it was, you know? And then when I think about when people drop all the shoulds and expectations of who they should be and what they should be doing, and they just get rid of all those labels and expectations and ask themselves what they really want to do, they are passionately free. You know, they're living in their passions and they're doing it freely. Yeah. So that's the long explanation of what it means. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it deserves a long explanation. And I can attest to that of going through the course called Passionately Free. You know, I started, really, I started in your women's group, you know, just wanting to be more vulnerable, just wanting to be more open. And in that group, that gave me a safe place to just test that ground. Could I even do it. It turns out it could, and I actually really enjoyed it and just being my truest self and being free. But in the course, it allows you to go from a place of, you know, one point A to end up in point B. And one of the things that I loved so much in the course was this timeline exercise. Can you share with the, the readers or not readers, can you share with um, the listeners? Yeah. What is the timeline course? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I just want to tell them a little bit more of what the course is so they can understand how yeah, they land. So the course is an online course. It's an online program that has 10 modules and several bonus modules. So it's an accumulate and what the course does in those modules. So you can listen to them like while you're on a walk, you know, they're, they're downloadable. So you can listen to them at any time, but it's about, 12 hours worth of coaching that you go at your own pace through. So I, what it is, is it's truly a transformational journey where you start by learning more about yourself. Because what I, what I learned throughout the years of being a coach and having taken a gazillion courses and, you know, invested lots of money over 50 grand in personal development what I learned was there's a lot of courses that were either personal development and spirituality or business. 
but there wasn't really many that had the combo of the two. And everybody that I have worked with, because I've worked with hundreds of women around the globe, they all come to me because they think it's that they want to change their career or they want to launch a business. But I always tell them, you've got to do the inner work first because no business is going to suddenly fulfill you if you haven't really done the inner work first. So I created a course and that's what the 10 modules are. It's this personal journey of discovering who you are at this point in your life, knowing what your purpose is at this point in your life, and then understanding how to use that to create and launch a purpose-driven business. So it's purpose-driven. It's driven by what your natural inherent gifts are and how you want to use them to give back to the world um, and make money, by the way, because you have to make money when you're running a business, right? So uh, that's what the course is. And then in, and then there's also group coaching, which is what you spoke to. You started in group coaching, which is so interesting. And what I realized is that a lot of these women, first of all, entrepreneurship is lonely. People don't talk about that enough because you're doing it all on your own and you're figuring it out all on your own. So we do group coaching once a month. And right now we're doing it because of COVID-19 and people wanting community more than ever. We're doing it every single week for the next two months. But the group coaching is where people learn so much from, from the questions that other people vulnerably ask, like you just mentioned, Lauren, um, by realizing they're not alone by realizing, oh my God, that insecurity I had about myself, about you know either personal or business, not only am I not alone, but I'm learning from the answers that this woman's receiving about how to handle that or navigate it or whatever. Uh, not to mention that everybody like loves each other, so they're promoting one another's stuff, it's awesome. So that's what the course is. What is the timeline in the course? So this is, I, I'm going to make this as succinct as I can, but what I've realized is there's so, I call them golden nuggets. There's so many nuggets in everybody's life from your story, meaning the highs and the lows. You've gained wisdom. You've gleaned wisdom from those experiences that are completely unique to you in your own personal life. And so what I have women do is write a timeline of their life. And I don't know why I'm getting goosebumps while we're talking about this. Um, writing a timeline of their life about the highs and the lows, how you felt during those experiences, and then the wisdom that you gained from those experiences. So it wasn't, you know, an experience that was in vain. You actually got something out of it. And then with that knowledge, it's so cool because then you realize like, oh, it's a further clarification of well, how do I want to use this wisdom to give back to the world, to serve others, to help others who are, you know, a little bit behind me on their path, right? Like they haven't gone through all the things I've gone through yet. So that's what the timeline is. And I find that for a lot of women, it's a massive confidence booster. Can I stop you for one second? Yeah, I was just going to ask you to tell your experience. So it's great. <laughs> well, what I love so much about that, and thank you for sharing information about the course and taking people a little bit through it, and also just this one exercise, is that it's not a highlight reel, which we are so used to and programmed in our minds to think that's our life. And then we have this other stuff that's happened in our life that's like the shadow experiences, or in this case, the lower experiences in our lives mm -hmm. and you're asking women to say 
what is the wisdom you've found? What are the learning experiences that you've been able to walk away from with these uh, highs and lows in your life? For me personally, and I'm sure for many people who have done this exercise, it allows you to step into your power and own the lows as much as you own the highs, because it's easy to say, right? Oh yeah, I graduated early from high school and I went, you know, it's easy to say those things, but it's not so easy to say the things that you've been keeping in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if you would be open to just riffing for a little bit about shame and the shame that women carry and uh, your experience coaching women through this and maybe how this timeline helps or just share with us, what does shame do to us and being able to step into it, be passionately free? Oh, well, it's such a little bitch, you know, shame <laughs> is a little bitch. It's like, well, first of all, I love hearing you, you hit on everything else that I wanted to say. So I love, first of all, hearing what your experience was with it. But the other things that I was thinking is like, yeah, it helps you take ownership because when you, when you hide those parts of yourself, and it doesn't mean you have to be walking around with a, you know, advertisement of, you know, these are the struggles that I've had but it allows you to be able to accept your wholeness, the things that are really freaking hard, the things that brought you to your knees, the insecurities you have, the confidence you have in certain areas, rather than shame, which now we'll get to, is when you don't talk about things that are emotionally charged for you, that you have um, what many would consider negative feelings. When you don't talk about them, when you don't take ownership of them, Shame is like a bubble that just, it's like when you, let's use the analogy of a balloon, right? It just keeps getting bigger until it's talked about. So it gains momentum. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the story around it becomes bigger. The identity even around it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger until you take, until you talk about it, which is literally like putting a pinhole into the balloon and it's suddenly starting to deflate because you realize it is not the wholeness of you. It is not who you are. You know, if you did something you're embarrassed of and shame, because shame is self-identifying, meaning when you have shame about something, you think it means you're a bad person. Whereas guilt is, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Like some behavior. I wish I wouldn't have spoken to my husband that way. I wish I wouldn't have, you know, spent money this way or said this to my kid. It's acknowledging that you did a behavior you're not proud of, but it's recognizing that you could do it differently. Whereas, oh my God, I did this. I'm so fucked up. There's something wrong with me. I'm a bad person. So then it's like ownership. You're you're really believing that it's a defect in your character, right? And to speak to your other question about women and, and shame, The thing is, we're in a beautiful time in history because women are coming out of the woodwork and recognizing that our conditioning is so fucked up and it's, I didn't ask, can I swear on here? hundred fucking percent. (laughs) Um, Our conditioning is so fucked up about like, we have to be good girls and we have to be homemakers and we can't talk about when things are hard and everything has to be positive and, you know, that whole ridiculous cycle. And not speak up for our needs and be okay with it that we're, you know, not paid as much and all of the messed up messaging that we've received. And so now it's coming out, some of which with a lot of anger, understandably so. But what women are realizing is, 
oh my God, because people are, women are becoming more empowered than ever, in my opinion, there's, there's a very strong recognition of the gap between who they want to be, how they want to show up in present day world and what they've been taught. And it's all conditioning and it's conditioning that's been passed down to us from generation to generation to generation. And it lives not to dork out on this too much, but in our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind runs 95% of the show. And so there's, there's conditioning that was derived from shameful beliefs, right? That there's something wrong with us that we can't speak up, whatever the thing may be. And the thing with that is, and I don't want to go on for this too long because I could, is that we are imprinted from one to seven, meaning our subconscious mind, where our beliefs reside, how we perceive the world, they were imprinted in us from the ages of one to seven, really zero to seven, but you know, one to seven, because we're a little bit more capable of taking information. So why is that important to know? Well, you think about it, that means that the things that the people around us were saying and their beliefs were passed down to us without us even arguing like, hey, does that work for me? Is that something I want to believe? And then we don't question it until we're older adults. And then we try to change those beliefs with conscious tools, like a bunch of personal development books or whatever the thing may be, right? But the thing is, those are all extremely helpful. They're just accessing 5% of our mind. The other 95% resides in the subconscious. So I think why I'm mentioning that is women are recognizing that they're patterning around shame about being quiet, about buying into these old beliefs no longer works. And they're willing to, to take a big leap forward in their own life. And sometimes it's really messy to break down those old beliefs and habits. But what I've seen with so many of my clients is they they go through the process. It feels scary. It feels vulnerable. It feels like all the things. And then they come out the other side. And I swear to God, every single time they are a more beautiful version of themselves because they are lit up from the inside out. They're just themselves. And I don't even want to say just in front of that, but they are, they're themselves. And it, I think that is the most beautiful thing about another human is like full embodiment of all of themselves, darkness and light, you know? And I see it, it's like, there's this light that shines through them. And as a result, they're willing to take more risk and be more courageous. That was a very long-winded answer. Oh, it's amazing. And there's a little human that's about to bust through this door. <laughs> um, but the whole self, right? I think you're exactly what you're saying is like, the whole self and for so long women have been asked to only show one side of yourself yeah. and now we get to be mean we get to be dirty yeah. we get to be you know not always a great mom we get to be all the things that we've held in you know under the bed or in the closet for so long thank you so much for sharing all that about shame and why we do what we do you mentioned something about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Now I know you know a lot about it. So I would wanted to hold some space for you to share. How do we begin to poke into that area of the subconscious and to rewire some of the subconscious beliefs that we have that holds, holds us back? Okay. So, uh, okay. First I want to say that if you find yourself doing a behavior 
that you know you want to change consciously, but you keep going back to it over and over and over again, no matter how many freaking things you've tried. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just that there's a belief ingrained in your mind that is so much, quite frankly, more powerful than the conscious mind that it keeps informing you to go to what's comfortable. Okay. So this, so the mind wants to go to what's comfortable. That's what it's designed to do. That's why they say, get out of your comfort zone when you're making change. Right. And so when the subconscious, like I said, is 95% of, if not more of our thoughts and our thoughts obviously inform our, the way we talk, our behaviors, our actions, and eventually our habits. So all these tools that we see and thank God they're out there, uh, like personal development books and spirituality books and seminars and all these things, they're amazing. However, they're not accessing the subconscious. They're accessing the conscious mind, which is 5% of the mind. Okay. So the sub, the only way they, that they know, I mean, there's several ways, but some of which it's to access the subconscious mind are um, NLP, hypnosis therapy, uh, Psyche, which is something that I am a huge lover of, and I also facilitate, so I'm certified to help people with that. And um, EMDR, and there's a few others, but there's there's no more than ten that actually access the subconscious mind. Okay, so the subconscious mind operates forty thousand times faster than the conscious mind, so it's absorbing information at such a rapid rate, right? So when you get in there and reprogram what's going on up here and what's literally informing all of your decisions, that's how you can create lasting changes, stuff that really sticks because you're changing the way you perceive what's possible for yourself and the world. Does that make sense? Totally. Can you tell us, can you give us like a short story of what happens when you do a Psyche session and what is it? What is Psyche? Oh my God, it's so great. So they call it, uh, it was developed by this really great guy, Brian, who is dear friends with Bruce Lipton, if any of your listeners know Bruce Lipton. And he um, was a therapist for 20 years and got so sick of the long, arduous process of therapy and trying to help his clients like heal traumas and all the things uh, through the traditional model of therapy. And he essentially channeled this process of psyche by understanding how the subconscious mind works. It is he calls it a spiritual process that creates psychological benefits. So they've done, so it's using the body through muscle testing, but it's different than kinesiology. It's a little bit of a different process to reprogram subconscious beliefs. That's essentially what it is, right? And it's extremely simple. And so many people have a hard time believing that it works. So I say that right off the rip because it is so simple. It takes sometimes five minutes to balance for a belief. And once you balance for that belief, you don't ever have to balance for it again. And so there's, you know, people are skeptical of it, but they've done over 8,000 brain scans to prove that it's creating new neural pathways. And the cool part about Psyche is through muscle testing and then doing this thing that they call whole brain posture, where you create the new belief that you do want to believe, you can actually test your body to show that it's stuck because Along with 95% of our thoughts being the subconscious mind, it's important to know that the body essentially becomes your subconscious mind. Your body is operating 
without you really even having to tell it what to do, right? Like we learn how to walk. We don't have to keep telling ourselves over and over, put your right foot, then your left foot. You know, you learn it because you've done it so many times that it eventually just knows what to do. So you use the body that has become the subconscious mind through the programming to say, yes, I believe that. No, I don't. Right. It's the coolest process ever. I'm obsessed with it. Have you um, personally experienced it? Like it rewired something for you and your own subconscious? Would you be open to sharing something? A, a short one or a small story? Um, oh God, I've done so many beliefs. Uh let me think about one that I've done in particular. Have we done Psyche before? Me and you? Oh my gosh, we have to do a session. Yeah, it sounds good. I think that what, what was really helpful for me was the training that I did because I was in there for, for three days intensive. Um, I think the, well, the foundational beliefs, like I am worthy, I am enough, foundational beliefs about our well-being, those were really powerful for me. Uh, and as well as you can do beliefs, you could do a process where you can revisit trauma from your life where it has, because trauma affects you in not just your mind, but also in your body, and there's stored emotions in your body. And so at the training, I did a really powerful uh, exercise with Psyche about the death of my brother who passed away 10 years ago. And I had had this like underlying anxiety, kind of like a tea kettle that's on the stove where there's no water in it, it's just rattling. I didn't realize that I'd had that feeling inside me since he died about him specifically, right? But, but, but the uncertainty would just, anything uncertain would just like rattle me, right? And so I did this process where I was able to revisit him, me hearing the news and him passing away. And I could feel all the emotions coming up. And then all of a sudden, I just, my, I wish not everybody's gonna be able to see this, but it's just like flatlined. It was like, I was able to see it, but there was just this non-attachment. And that was really, really, really healing for me. It's so amazing. And I think not everybody understands that there's so many options, right? Like, you know, this isn't something that, you know, your doctor is necessarily going to prescribe. This isn't something that, you know, everybody's really talking about and hyping up, but it, you know, to your point, it really works. And it's, it's fascinating. I find it fascinating. Yes. I will take you up on the offer to do one for myself too. For sure. Yeah. When, so, you know, you started your career in coaching and um, you didn't have Psyche, you didn't have necessarily rewiring to your, you know, subconscious brain. What was it just innately that said, fuck it, I'm going to live the life I want. I'm going to go and do a purpose-driven career. Where, was there a turning point for you or like a, a point where you're like, this is it, I'm going to do this. There's no heading back. Yeah, I call it the holy shit year. Because... <laughs> um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 23. So I was like so young and dumb and didn't know what I was doing when I got into business. And I had a clothing and furniture boutique. And then I eventually opened a cookie boutique and uh, dabbled in designing denim and all kinds of other stuff. But during the holy shit year, speaking of my brother, it was this year where there were so many extreme ups and downs. So eight months before I opened the gourmet cookie boutique, which was of course like all my own recipes and I was the face of it and it was all the things, right? Well, eight months before that, my brother tragically passed away and he was my hero. He was like my everything. So of course I was absolutely crushed, but I had a family business, the clothing and furniture store with my parents. And I am, 
I have spent a majority of my life, I'm not so much anymore, but as a people pleaser and as a fixer and like healer, and I'm going to do all the things. So I went into overdrive and was like, I'm going to run the family business because mom can't. And I'm going to open the new business and I'm going to move a million miles a minute. And even though I've been working with a coach and therapist for years and spirituality and all the tools, I was doing all of that. That's probably the only thing that like actually kept me sane through that time. But I eventually reached burnout because I was heartbroken, you know, and I was just trying to keep all my promises that were quite frankly, unsustainable with my emotional state. So eight months before we opened the doors to the cookie store, my brother passed away. I kept moving forward. I opened the cookie boutique. A week later, I got engaged to my now husband and I was just riding highs, lows, highs, lows, you know, running a new business that I, you know, was learning as I go. And then after a year of that, I just hit a wall. I was exhausted. I was working 12, sometimes 15 hours a week. The business on paper looked so shiny and glossy, you know, like I was in magazines, I was in print, I was in, I was on, you know, all kinds of news channels showing the success of this new business. William Sonoma wanted to carry my product within the first year, like on paper, if you will, it looked great, but inside I was miserable. I hadn't made any money, like not a dollar in six months. I was newly married, so that's really stressful. Uh, the business wasn't making enough money. And I was just like, I was, at, I was not in a good relationship with my business partners by this time. And so I had always, I thought that was gonna be my platform to help people. It was called Yes You May Cookies. Like, yes, you may enjoy your life. I was so sick of women like being hard on themselves about food because I'd had a sordid history with myself with food. And then since healing that, I was on a mission to help women just like give yourself permission to do whatever the fuck you want in your life. It's your life. Just stop with all this perfectionism. But I realized that making 2000 cookies a day was not the platform that I wanted to do it on. So uh, a friend of mine was a coach at the time and I wanted to take her course and it just aligned. Like I was just like, I have to leave this business. It's not sustainable. I can't do it anymore. And I enrolled in the course and I left the business, uh, which was a big deal and really hard decision to do because I was the face of it. And I dove into the course and I haven't looked back. I've had the coaching business ever since. Do you remember day one of coaching? Like oh, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm launching this business day one. Do you remember how you felt and what it was like? Oh yeah. I work, well, first of all, so many of my clients do this, which is why I can call them out on it because I know I did this as well but I worked so hard and labored over my website and put it off for so long because I was, I had had businesses that were products before or stores, but it wasn't just me and my thoughts and like me being the business was so terrifying to put myself out there that way. So, uh, I think I worked on that website for, I don't even know how many months before I let it be seen to the world. And then the day, and I didn't even do this purposely, but now I look back and it was genius without knowing it, is I launched the website and then I had, my husband's a photographer and we had set up that day to go do this underwater photography photo shoot with him that he'd been doing. So I literally launched the website and then walked away from my computer. So I walked away from my computer for like four hours 
and just was swimming in a pool, taking photos with my husband and came back and was fortunate that it was well received. Um, but I think part of that was because I walked away with, with like unattachment. I was like, it's out there. I can't look at it. I'm not going to obsess about it. I'm going to go do something that feels fun. And, uh, then I started working with clients and I just loved every and still do every second of it. Like my husband's like, you still say you're obsessed with it. (laughs) And I am. (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, you are a phenomenal coach and it's like in a very, um, non-invasive, uh, way, you know, you're just listening, literally listening to somebody and saying, you know, let me, let me just come on, come with me. I'll help you along the way. And I'll show you a a few things. Maybe you need to be paying attention to what is the best advice you've ever given one of your clients to get her to step into her own or something that bumbles up in terms of advice you've given a client that you're like, okay, Ash, that was a good one. Oh, that's a tough question. I would say two, I would say probably like three things bundled into one which is the only person that knows what's best for you is you. So listen to and trust your intuition. I think it's our superpower. I think it's a superpower we were blessed to get as human beings. And I think it is the direct signal we get from whatever you believe in universe, God, spirit. It is the voice of spirit moving through us, telling us what's in the highest good for us. So to me, listening to that and trusting it before anyone else before your spouse, before your family, before anything, to me, that is the, the most important thing anybody can do. And then for my clients, <laughs> while I would say, listen to and trust your intuition, I would also say, because I work with a lot of women that are recovering perfectionists, uh, I would tell them to do it before they're ready because they will come up with a million reasons why not to start. And it's amazing advice on both fronts. Um, I just interviewed Marianne Cantwell and she said something pretty brilliant. And I wanted to open up some opportunity for you to riff on perfectionism as well. Um, One of the things she said that there's perfectionism and there's high standards and we often get trapped in perfect, making something perfect. Whereas you could have high standards and keep iterating on your high standards. Mm -hmm. What is your take on perfectionism and how do we break free and just go for what we want and stop trying to make it perfect? I love that. Well, I just did a free training yesterday called Screw Perfect, uh, where I riffed on it for an hour. And so what is my, I think perfectionism, I have this saying, and I really believe it. I think perfectionism is just a sexy word for fear. So I, I think it is this term that has been made sexy to make it feel come across as though we just like to do be our best selves when really it is fear of letting ourselves be seen very simply yeah i think that's brilliant and it is so much of us being afraid to be seen yeah all of ourselves be seen you know i have i have really high standards for myself and being a perfectionist was holding me back from doing all the things I really wanted to do. So I knew that I was good at making cookies and whoever's listening right now, I bet there's plenty of things you're good at. You've been told that you should do this because you're really great at it, but I was doing it and I was miserable because I didn't want to make cookies. I wanted to have meaningful conversations with people. And I've known that since I was a little kid. 
it's what lights me up. I could talk to anybody about anything for a really long time. So especially with when people talk about what they're passionate about, right? So it's like once I stopped buying into what I should do, I gave myself permission to do what I wanted to do, you know? And I think that that's what happens when you let go of perfectionism, let go of the fear of disappointing people mm -hmm. yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you're truly passionately free. Yeah, there you go, girl. Uh, you see that? You see what I did there? <laughs> um, I have some rapid fire questions for you okay. because they're fun. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite word right now? Ooh. Being. Being. That's a good one. Being. What's your favorite book? Or book you would recommend right now? Can I give two? Sure. <laughs> of course. There's so many books, but I just recently read these two and I loved them both. Uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I mean, it's just amazing. And I, I actually read Chelsea Handler's Life Will Be yeah. the Journey. Isn't that good? So oh good. my God. That book, that book got me. Mm -hmm. Any book has ever gotten me because the way she talked about her brother was the same. I've never read anybody's words that I was like, that is exactly how I felt about my brother. Oh, yeah. so I was like bawling one moment, laughing hysterically the next moment. Uh, and I just have so much respect for her after reading that book. Totally. And it's such an easy read. Like I remember, yeah. I think I read it in like a day or two because I was like, oh yes, this is great. Same, same. Love those, love those. Um, okay, we're running out of time. So here's the last question. What belief, if you could put any belief into the minds of every single person in the world, what would that belief be? I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, I think all problems, all problems literally stem from believing at some, in some iteration of I'm not enough. Right, because we're whole. Mm -hmm. We're really whole at mm -hmm. our core. Exactly. Ash, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Thank you for sharing all of this amazing insight. I already know that I will have to have you back on because I know people will be like, wait, we need more. We need to hear more from her. So thank you so much. I would love to be on again. And thank you for having me. And I'm so freaking proud of you. I absolutely love seeing what you're you doing, what you were put on this planet to do and seeing all the amazing lives you're affecting. It's incredible. Well, thank you. I owe it to oh, She is just so brilliant. I'm so glad you're here listening to this conversation. And I'm honored that she was able to come here and talk to us. If you're curious about that course we talked about, which I personally have done, and I highly, highly, highly recommend. If you're feeling like you're not sure what to do in your life, or and or you're feeling like I am not satisfied with the life that I'm living okay this is the course you need to be doing and she's an amazing coach helps you to really practically and um, with real straightforward abilities to be able to connect with your own intuition your inner guidance your inner gifts your inner gold to be able to live the life you want to live Nothing is too scary and nothing is too, is too far out of your reach. Okay, 
enough of that spiel. <laughs> you can connect with her at ashsabuco.com, passionately free. I will link to it in the show notes. If you want to stay connected to me, you can connect with me at innerrebel.co on Instagram, and that's also the name of the website. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, I would love it if you would leave a review. Let me know what you think. You helped to shape this podcast, and I'm creating it for you. So your feedback really wholeheartedly means something to me. I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are and wherever this podcast finds you. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you on the next episode.